So just to uh, side note this, I do all my notes now just by hitting the microphone button so I don't have to type. And I oh, just that's way smarter. <laughs> but sometimes it really fucks them up. Wait, does it transcribe it? Yeah. You just, well, on the phone, right? So I just say, uh, Tamara got killed, whatever, you know, tap the microphone yeah. button on the notes app. Now I'm laughing because what it heard me say... <laughs> Despite how bad this movie is, Kevin Hart really is a superb Jason Voorhees. Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk podcast. My name is Mark, again joined by Garrett and John. Fellas third movie in second movie in <laughs> second second movie in. second movie in tune into our third movie where we thought it was the second movie <laughs> i can't i can't count anymore second in the worst in show month we're doing here at the grave talk where we review the worst movie of the franchises according to rotten tomatoes yeah. february is the month of uh valentine's day the month of love if you will mm, I it's don't. ironic that we're watching movies that make me hate so much yes i don't love these movies <laughs> And neither do single people. It's a depressing month for a lot of people. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. It doesn't have to be, though. Be happy with who you are. That's it. Be Be happy with the life you live. Look, when I was single, we would do single activities. Uh, You know, all of our sad single people would get together. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what have you guys been up to since last time? Um, I watched a film... Uh, a cinema uh, was called a cinema. A cinema. Uh, it was called the Possession of Hannah Grace. What? Yeah, <laughs> it's of course it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course it was. Uh, it actually isn't that bad. It's not great, but it's it's straight down the middle. Um, it's about this exorcism that's gone wrong and then the body goes into a morgue and the demon's still inside of the dead body and it's killing people and every time it kills somebody it gains powers back and the body heals how does it kill people if it's dead um good question it's still paranormal so the body the human might be dead but it can still use the body it's just all jacked up okay jacked up how do you so the body finding more of these movies how is there more exorcism <laughs> movies to find the You've netflix amazon all. algorithm is like just type in the word possession and if it has o-s-s-e-s and it just yeah. sent it john's way Dude, they keep making them i keep watching them john if there was a exorcism streaming service what would it be called oh boy that you put me on the spot here Ooh, what if we wrote a movie about a couple cops who have to become exorcist exorcist people and we call it possession is nine tenths of the law oh shit i'm in Dude. And, they, and the thing is they don't have the knowledge but they go online they take that 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 possession course that exorcist course mm-hmm. from the vatican that you can do by correspondence there you go and like it's all like you know, Johnny's a nine-year cop. He's like two days away from retirement, but he's got to come back in for this one last possession. And then they, they bring him in. He's like, I was on the internet. I was bored. Here we go. I don't know why I sound like this when yeah, I'm making these that's voices. that's okay. But like, yeah. And then he comes in and he has to do it right before retirement. But it's like cops and it's like fish out of water mm-hmm. trying to do the thing. There could be a little comedy in there. Kind of in the same vein, there was a, in the early 90s a exorcism parody called Repossessed that starred Linda that Blair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, uh, not cops, but uh, but very wacky. That was more like naked gun type. Type, yeah. Type that's thing. what they did I back don't want to do that. I want to do more Tucker and Dale style humor. Oh, okay, okay. A little subtle, like good, you know, quality comedy. There, and it should be all backstory. What we'll do is we'll have them reference a really complex backstory and never tell us what it is. And Love then on it. the DVD, we could actually have like a 30 minute little segment, which is just that backstory that you never see in the movie. 
There you go. So the possession of Susie Shingles, is it any good? <laughs> the possession <laughs> of the Hand of Grace is actually pretty decent. It is better than I thought it would be. Um, and if you are into this style of movie, yes, I would recommend it. Also, the main actress is from Pretty Little Liars. So if you like that show, she's in there. Also, if any of you steal my idea for that movie. Oh, I somebody make you. it. I mean, whatever. This is all. You already put it out yeah, there. Yeah, it's, it's in the ether now. I watched a movie. I watched a movie called... Overlord. It's called The Possession of Donna McGee. <laughs> now, Overlord, it's that World War II one with the uh, German zombie creature thing. Ah. The one that had that terrible trailer with ACDC. Yes, that trailer is the one thing that I think super hurt that film. I didn't see it because of it because I wasn't looking for a World War II movie that uses modern music. Mm-hmm. And they don't. No, I know. I heard, I heard it was actually really used, enjoyable. Yeah, it was pretty decent. It's like 70% war movie. 30% monster movie. Interesting. It was actually really well done. It's on Amazon Prime right now. I would recommend it. All the casts do it's, a bang up job. It's on Amazon Prime. It's on the Amazon Prime. Yeah. <laughs> it's what old people do. They put the. There you go. You playing that Nintendo, the Nintendos over there, kid? <laughs> um, yeah, I would recommend it. It's very good. Good times. Amazon Prime. Check it out. There you Does go. it actually pay off with the monster stuff? It looked like they were just making like Nazi super monsters. And it was like, we got to fucking get out of here. I think because of the ratio that they use, like 70% war movie, 30% that, I think it's fine. So we are here today to talk about the worst Friday the 13th movie, as according to Rotten Tomatoes and as according to me. Yeah. Hey, Gary, did oh. you do anything? Did you do anything? <laughs> no. But okay. thanks for asking, Mark. <laughs> like I was saying, Friday the 13th, this is the worst one. Really? you? This is the first one, I guess, of two, but... Kind of more. That, two uh, out of four. Two out of four that I've disagreed with. I do not think this is the worst one. Oh, I know. You hate number nine. This, You've told me so many times. God, that's like I so, disagree with you. Are we counting Jason X in this pantheon? Yeah, absolutely. Then, yeah, I agree. This is not the worst one. Oh, no. Jason X is like number five. Jason X is terrible. Jason no, X is top three, I dude. Will, I'm... Oh. God, I went out of this podcast. To, to quote the kids again, Jason X, that's like S tier. All right. That is top tier. Jason. Who are you? <laughs> I'm a space lover and a horror lover. You know, you combine those things. I'm in. It's basically Star Trek with Jason Voorhees in it. That's all that movie is. My two favorite things. The possession of <laughs> Apollo 18. Oh, yeah. If there was some sort of possession aspect, that would have been the best. But we're not here to talk about the award-winning gets, Jason 10. Someone gets possessed on the International Space Station, and they have to send up these cops who took a correspondence course. Go. And it's a franchise at this point. <laughs> we are set. Uh, so as I was saying, we're here to talk about Jason Takes a Boat. Yeah, that's... That's what this movie is, and that's why this is really disappointing. I think the idea of him actually being in New York for more than three minutes is a cool idea. National Lampoon's Manhattan Vacation. Oh, yes. I mean, very true, but I also, you know, the boat scene kind of works in the sense that... <laughs> Explain. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> contained, it's claustrophobic. They could have done a lot, you know, with it. They could have, <laughs> could have. but they don't. Okay, look... <laughs> I'm not saying that this is a good Jason. I'm I just, think you're trying to tell me this is a good Jason. I'm just saying it's the second worst Jason, not the worst. Oh, okay. Well, actually, maybe the third worst. When's the last time you seen Goes to Hell? When's uh, the last time you seen Jason X? We watched Jason X for this podcast, didn't we? No. No. Well, then just out of fun, very recently, uh, <laughs> Jason Goes to Hell, I saw pretty recently. Oh, when I bought, so I bought the whole iTunes collection and then I watched them all. So mm-hmm. Tops. 18 months ago. Okay. I think you should give it another try 
I I like that they were trying to do something different. Dude, this is number eight in the series. This, the one we're talking about yeah. today, is number eight in the series. And they're like, what else can we do? They want more. The studio is going to make them. Let's come up with a new idea. And I think they executed a new idea. While it fails in some in regards, like Jason's on screen for maybe seven minutes of that whole movie. But I think it's an interesting idea. So I, I don't think it's a good film but i don't think it's the worst because at least they try to shake it up yeah all right i mean i'll give you that but they shook it up and it sucked so <laughs> bottom on. tier creighton duke is a fun character okay i do like Creighton. The black duke. cowboy yeah, guy he's, he's awesome <laughs> i mostly remember like i mean a lot of stupid shit but like the uh, uh mortician no the autopsy guy eating the heart it's like oh thumbs down there's also a scene where kane hotter plays a security guard and he's like that jason guy sure is a pussy or something yeah like that. yeah no, that's that's fun. All yeah. right. I mean, look, I get it, but you know what's fun? Jason 8. <laughs> <laughs> no. This movie falls so far into the so bad it's good category. I actually like it. I this come on, dude. You like this more than Death Spa. That's one you didn't like. Yeah. Death Spa's way better than this one. Maybe because I just I give I give this some grading on a sliding scale because it's a Jason movie. <laughs> so it just has a couple of extra points by default. I mean, let's start with Renee, my favorite. Well, I guess we should start with the basics, yeah, so and then through. we can talk about my favorite character in all horror. So this movie came out in 1989. This was actually my first introduction to Jason as a kid. I was Ooh. eight years old in the oh movie theater. God. Um, I never actually saw this movie until like a couple years ago, but I saw the trailer for it in front of another movie as a kid. And it starts off with like some sort of Frank Sinatra-esque sound uh, music song that's the word I'm sound for. you mean song. new york new york probably I okay I, mean, I haven't seen the trailer ever. i wanna be a part of it i don't buy for new york new york there's no way they could have afforded to license a frank sinatra song so at best it's a shitty cover it was of a, a robert frank- goulet yeah. cover let's take a minute this is what i saw for the first time so I'm just probably there to see all dogs go to heaven or some nonsense and this is <laughs> that's, there. What they, that's what they're gonna put in <laughs> of this that scene's not even in the movie no. <laughs> He's in Jersey. He's not allowed in New York. <laughs> That's true. He would be in Jersey with that angle. Ah, <laughs> uh, the Big Apple, where dreams come to flourish. Wait, none of these scenes are in the movie. Friday the 13th, part eight. Jason takes Manhattan. Now, New York has a new problem. A new problem? Oh my god, that's so like mean to New York. New York's got something else to deal with, you asshole. Oh, New York did suck in 1989. <laughs> yeah, I want to correct myself. It's not New York, New York. It's putting on the Ritz. Okay, we just watched the trailer. Um, it's wait, not putting on the Ritz. What the name is that song? Dun, 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 I don't know. Put on, no, it's not putting. If on you're the very Ritz, into no. it, listeners, go watch the trailer. It's worth watching because it has a bunch of scenes that would have been better in the movie that were never put in. This move, this trailer is very false advertising of what is actually shown to you when you go to sit down and watch this movie for the first time. I will concur. Oh, no, it's not completely false. It was boring. <laughs> the trailer was much like the movie in that aspect. Oh, get out. So that was the first, that was my introduction to this character, was that trailer. And then Friday 9 would have been the first one that I watched in full. Mm. Right? Wow. Um, no wonder you have a soft spot for that trash movie. <laughs> uh, I should, let me preface that with saying unedited you know, I've seen the TV versions probably sure. before I saw this on TNT. 
you know, Joe Bob, whatever the hell's going on, Mm -hmm. you know. So for the longest time, not seeing it, I was like, I want to see the one where he goes to New York. I want to see him go and see him catch a cab, do all the Yeah. Like do all this New Yorky shit. Take it a show. Grab a slice. Yeah. And but no, we don't get that. We get him hop on a cruise liner for and literally I was timestamping when he finally got to New York. And then half of the scenes in New York are shot in Vancouver. Well, yes, because it's very expensive to film in New York, and they had a budget of seven Tic Tacs and a pat on the back. I mean, they did the best that they could. <laughs> they shot for the moon. <laughs> they didn't get the moon. They didn't. Ah, the old Miramax package. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we get too deep into it, this was written and directed by Rob Heaton. This one is sitting at an 8% on Rotten Tomatoes and is a 27% with the audience at a 61,970. Still pretty low. This one stars Tiffany Paulson as Susie. Tim Merkovich as the young Jason Voorhees. 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 (laughs) Kane Hodder as Jason Voorhees. Jensen Daggett as Rennie. Barbara Bingham as Colleen. Alex Diakon as the deckhand. The dumbest character in all of this. You're all going to die. You're doomed. I have him listed as Scurvy Joe. (laughs) Oh, he's the best character in all this. He's so pointless and dumb. Peter Mark Richmond as Charles McCullough. You're going to hear me call him Uncle Teacher for the rest of this uh, episode. Well, he'd be Uncle Principal. <laughs> Uncle Teacher. Well, Wasn't they, he the no, principal? No, he, he kept saying teacher. They kept calling him I the mean, teacher. the whole thing doesn't make any sense because didn't, didn't they all graduate already? And <laughs> counselor. I have that question. We got to get to this because I have so many questions. Vincent Craig Dupree as Julius. Kelly Hu as Eva. Scott Reeves as Sean. Gordon Curry as Miles. Martin Cummins as Wayne. Uh, and that's really all we need to know. That's more than we need there's to know. A, there's a shit ton of people on this boat until there isn't. Yeah. Who's, who's I don't know if you noticed that, but all the extras seem to vanish. Well, they can't afford the to kill the, them all. What's the name of the people on the uh, the boat at the very beginning? Oh, uh, Expendable 1 and Expendable 2. <laughs> the couple with the, the glorious hair. Uh, JJ and Miles, I believe. Sweet. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Saffron Henderson is JJ. Gordon Curie as Miles Wolf. It's important you know them because they die Apparently, in 37 yeah, seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what the back of the VHS box has to say about Jason Takes a Boat. I Skip it. Cannot wait for the lies. The Big Apple's in big trouble. Except uh, we're not. It's in Vancouver. Or not. They just kind of go about their business. As indestructible psycho fiend Jason Voorhees hits the road to New York City and paints the town red. Hits the road, incorrect. Hits the water. He doesn't paint anything either. After a shocking return from beyond the grave, get it? Yeah, shocking I see what the hell. return from beyond the grave, the diabolical Jason ships out aboard a teen filled love boat, in quotes. Love boat? Bound for New York, which he soon transforms into the ultimate voyage of the damned. <laughs> All right, Iron Maiden. (laughs) (laughs) Then one of the terrified victims escapes into a nightmarish maze of Manhattan's subways and sewers, only to confront Jason one final time. The imposing Kane Hodder plays the role of Jason with unholy relish, says Daily Variety. The best thing I can say about this movie is that Kane Hodder is a kick-ass Jason, and despite being in a terrible film, he's still a really good Jason. Yeah. Wait, when did Kane Hodder start being Jason? Mm, Seven. He did seven through ten. All Jasons seem the same to me. 
I can barely tell which. Look, I'm a guess. Apparently, I'm a Jason racist because I could barely tell who's playing what. It, they all okay. You're imposing and you walk around. I can tell the new one because he runs. That's how I know. I, I'm actually gonna have to slightly disagree with you on that one. The fact that like I do feel like Kane Hodder brings like a very like his movements and his actions feel very determined. Like like when he moves, he's making his shoulder lean full. Like I. I get this vibe of like this dude is like every muscle in his body is intent on the task at hand. You look at the early Jasons from like two and stuff like that. This didn't have the energy that I think Kane Hodder and the later guys brought to it. I think Kane brings an intensity that wasn't quite there with the previous version. Yes. There you go. That's the that's the thing right there. Now, also, John, I do have to correct you that he does run in other ones. He ran in two, three and four. Oh, okay. okay. Big sprinter. Look, you're talking to the guy who likes Jason the most. You like Freddie the most. Fair. He likes... Michael Myers the most. I'm here to correct you when you are wrong. That's fair. And look, I completely get that. For big Jason fans, you can all tell the difference and like, oh, he has a shoulder thing. I'm saying for me as a amateur Jason watcher, if you showed me a random clip of a Jason movie, I could not tell you like, oh yeah, that's Kane Hodder or that's whomever. I would just be like, okay, yeah, you showed me Jason. I'm the same way with spaghetti sauce. I cannot tell the difference of what you've done. So I was like, here, check out the spaghetti sauce. I'm like, tastes like spaghetti sauce. I will never be able to tell the difference between a spaghetti sauce and what you did to your spaghetti sauce. Yeah, like, and you're I, like, is this ragu? And I'm like, no, that's prego, you idiot. <laughs> I like, failed the Pepsi challenge. And I completely believe and understand, like, if you're really into it, you can, you sense these and it's like important and you, it brings a whole second level of enjoyment. And I wish that I could share in that, but I just can't. I'll that's say fine. this about Kane Hodder, though. I've never met a person who seemed to love the character of Jason more than Kane Hodder. That dude gives his heart and soul into that character, which is really cool. cool. I appreciate the fact that he loves that franchise so much. I mean, he was devastated when he didn't get the fucking Freddy versus Jason thing, right? Oh, yeah. He had been championing that idea for 16 years. Yeah, that's shitty. And then they gave it to another guy. And not only another guy, they gave it to a stunt His double. stunt double, which actually the stunt doubles come out and was like, hey, look, I didn't know that they didn't ask him. And bought, like, and I honestly don't have a problem with him doing Jason either. It was just, it should have been Kane. Yeah, yes, it's shitty. It should have been Kane. I don't blame the, the stunt doubles got to eat. You know, I don't blame him for taking the role. Well, but. the thing is, I think he's come out and said, like, he didn't know they didn't yeah. offer it to Kane or whatever. And like, you know, plus, you know, in Hollywood, you can't just turn down the opportunity to exactly to be whatever. But at the same time, that's yeah, that's really super shitty. But yeah, Kane Hodder loves the character of Jason and even like Hatchet, what the Crowley, like he loves oh, yeah. those movies too. He's been in like, what do they do? Three of those now? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Kane Hodder's just a big, like that dude's just a badass when it comes to horror stuff. He's just a real big advocate. Yeah. If you haven't seen the um the the Hatchet. documentary, oh the, no, the, the Kane Hodder documentary, I recommend it. Oh, that thing was crazy. Yeah, this whole story about him getting burned. Really yeah. badly. Well, it's more than that, but yeah, yeah, they, yeah they talk about tough. it. Yeah. So anyway, uh, back to this one in particular. The movie starts with the Paramount logo, and it goes Jason, 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 Jason. I was yeah, like, that's why? Just to like let us know what movie we're in? Because they never done that. It's always been ch- 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 ah, kill, 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 or something like that, right? Yeah, it's Kiki Mama is basically what <laughs> Harry Manfredini, the guy who created the noise, yeah, and the uh, composer of all these movies. He didn't do this one though. Really? Manfredini had nothing to do with this one. Instead, we get some lame soft rock ballad that starts off in this movie. I bet that Jason, Jason, Jason thing sounded good in a movie theater, though. It probably set a creepy tone. Oh, I mean, think like, why not go with the or whatever, like, as opposed to Jason, 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 Jason. It's like, you've never done that before. Like, why did we need to, like, say the character's name? Like, just 
you know what you're in for now. Look, when you get to movie eight, you got to start doing some weird shit to get people back in the theater. I yeah, guess. And I guess it is hard to like put, put myself into what it must have been like to go see Jason eight. You, it'd probably be like, ugh, another one. So yeah, I'm guessing they're like, let's really try. some. Oh, I don't know. Shit. I feel like this is the heyday when people were just like, Oh, we get another Jason, like Marvel movies nowadays. People were like, well, we get a black widow, you know, like I think uh, people were just in like in for it. Maybe, but, I was near the end, like, oh my god, another Marvel movie. So, oh fuck you! I'm so glad. Not the right podcast, but I yeah, totally. Is, this is the new podcast. Wrapped it up with Endgame. I don't think I've seen any po- any movie that's released after Endgame. It's only been one movie since no. Endgame. There you go. Then anyway, back to Jason. This movie was supposed to take place in Manhattan for the majority of the film, like you said. Yeah. However, the budget was so small. I think it was like five point five million dollars. Very something small. Like that. Wait, that's it? Yeah. yeah. So they had to they had to be creative with it, right? I was like, okay, well, what can we do? How much did Kane Hodder get paid for this? Do we know? Oh, not enough. Yeah, I mean, everyone's salaries would have been peanuts in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> <Yeah>. Literally peanuts. <laughs> when this movie came out, it's it uh, cemented itself as the lowest grossing uh, in the franchise at fourteen point three million. Mm-hmm. But then maybe I maybe I stand corrected. I maybe think, we were like on the end of the the slasher hating. I think they were burning out the original ones because I mean Freddie had just wrapped up. This uh, is eighty nine, right? Yeah. yeah. Because of this movie's failure, Paramount dropped its involvement. Sean Cunningham, the original director and creator of the franchise, took the rights back. And you'll notice that number nine is not called Friday the Thirteenth Part Nine. It's called Jason Goes to Hell: The Final Friday. Because hmm. they no longer could use that title because that still belonged to Paramount. So th- that's why Jason Ten why is Jason X. Why would you X. sell? Oh my god! So this movie it. is to blame for this licensing nightmare that Jason is in right now. Well, partially they like whatever you know. It's it's really messy, right? Yeah. But Paramount was like, yeah, we didn't want anything to do with this. It's not profitable anymore. Sean, you can have this back. Imagine, except they didn't give it back. They kept the title, which is the dumbest shit. Imagine making three times your investment and going, ah, I didn't make enough money. I only made fifteen million on five million, and they can keep all the by keeping the title. Anytime they re-release a VHS, DVD, Blu-ray, and whatever, marketing, still, and all yeah, the and toys, and yeah, yeah, that's so, it's a mess, dude. Fucking money, man. Money, sucks. you greedy sons of bitches. <laughs> God damn you, money. Yeah, pay us. <laughs> Why don't we go back money? to working for peanuts? You know what I'm saying? Right out the gate, I got a problem with this movie. <laughs> You don't say. There's some stupid voiceover happening that is just like some man mumbling nonsense over that soft rock song. You probably don't remember the voiceover, do you? My second note. Oh, God, this fucking voiceover. Oh, I blanked all that out. My first note was, I like how fast they get to Jason. No voiceover is something like, it's like this. We live in claustrophobia, a land of steel and concrete, trapped by dark waters. There is no escape, nor do we want it. We've come to thrive on it, and each other. You can't get the adrenaline pumping without the terror, good people. I love this town. We like oh, it that yeah. way or something. I mean, I'm not saying it exactly right, but it's like this it's, terrible. But that's the gist. And it's garbage. And you're like, what the fuck is this? This has never happened in any of these films. <laughs> I blanked that all out. And this one, I don't know who's doing the voiceover. It's random dude. And it's <laughs> random shots of New York City. And there's like a rat hanging out in a trash can. Oh, Remember? yeah. The oh, toxic in sludge. The toxic sludge trash can. Which that <laughs> which rat was put be... in there against its will. Like well, that really upset me. I was like, that rat was 
begging for air. That's Chekhov's trash can. Oh, yes. Way later at the end yep, of the movie. That's true. But yeah, it's it's setting up like you're like, fuck yeah, we're going to be in New York for all this. Nuh-uh. We cut to Camp Crystal Lake and somehow a yacht has managed to get into this lake. <laughs> Unrelated to the yacht that's going to go to New York. This, this is this movie has massive, massive waterway problems. And it's why I hate it so much. Oh, as a, as, as, a, as a big boater, Mark has got some problems with the, the water situation. I remember so little. I saw this when I was like a kid on HBO in my grandparents' house when like used to sneak upstairs and watch HBO because they were too lazy to come upstairs and check on me. Um, how I saw Tales from the Crypt sure, and, yeah. you know, Skin of Mac and all those wonderful things as a teenager you're like whoa um I did not remember the entire fucking boat aspect of this. How? It's the but biggest part. All of the movie because the I, title's so tricking into I remember, your brain. <laughs> I remember his face melting. I remember Julius fighting him on the rooftop. Uh, classic. I remember the kids at the very beginning in the little boat with the, the hair. Yeah. And then that's it. I didn't remember 52 minutes of this movie. <laughs> my notes are so much more positive than y'all's. I'm like, oh, I no, like, no. I like, I like. My, <laughs> my notes are positive. It's just, I'm just saying like, this movie is weird in the fact that like, you just forget the middle of it for so like many people. Well, it's very forgettable. So. It's like Full Metal Jacket. No one remembers the second half of that movie. Yeah, Everyone remembers the like, you know, the first half, but never the second half. And the second half is awesome. So... There's a couple in this boat getting getting freaky. DTF. Is that what they call yeah. them? That's what the kids do. They get uh, freaky. That's exactly uh, it. They're in, a, they're in a yacht on Camp Crystal Lake. Now, lakes by default are singular bodies of water. Yes. Right? Also, this lake has a huge power line. Do running. you know how fucking hard it would be to get that yacht into a lake? Mark, here's the thing about Camp Crystal Lake, what you don't know. It was airlifted in. <laughs> it, it, it <laughs> Operation Dumbo Drive. Adjacent, directly next to, like five minutes away from the Atlantic Ocean. Okay. <laughs> that It has to be. Yeah. Based on this movie scenes, how they play out, I mean, that's well, exactly what happened. The whole, the whole Camp Crystal Lake could not be more than 10 miles away <laughs> from Manhattan. <laughs> Wait, is Camp Crystal Lake supposed to be in New York, though? No. Where is it? Where's Camp Crystal Lake normally take place? Where it is. I thought it was, it's got, it's up north somewhere. So I, I always assumed okay. it was the northeast, but not like within sight of New York, which is how the only way this works. Because oh, they wrote ultimately. The montage, the New York montage at the beginning, like had the rat and stuff. Did you also notice those guys who were like cooking heroin over the trash yeah. can? And then the dude like squirts so much of it in the air. And I was like, you would not squirt half uh, your drugs in the air. They waste a ton of drugs in this I was movie. like, dude. But ultimately, they row to New York. So they they could not be very far. I think it's supposed to be New Jersey. Wait, no, because you could cross the bridge. Yeah, why would you take a boat? Okay, look, why we're not very go, Why would you go around? According to Friday the 13th.fandom.com, okay. it says Camp Crystal Lake, comma, Cunningham County, New Jersey. I thought it was in New Jersey as well, so I didn't know where I got that from, but I feel like they do establish that at some Let's point. Let's just get to that part. These two teens get murdered while fucking. It's a Jason movie. You yes. know it's going to happen. She goes um, well, they do. She goes and hides in the boat, which is really stupid. Yes. Right? So they, they, after they're done fooling around, he's like, I got to go drop the anchor. And he throws the anchor into the lake, and there's a very large no, power cable pre fucking he's like pre i got it i'm gonna be rocking this boat so hard i better anchor it down <laughs> i can't have the boat swaying left and right no he needed to and the anchor of course hits a huge high powered electricity line jaws jaws too we keep them all underwater that's where we keep our electricity that's where it's grown <laughs> under the water 
just laying on top of Jason's body. <laughs> and it causes it to short some electricity out and reanimate our dead Voorhees. And let's remember, Jason Voorhees got attached by chain to giant rocks that were put into a small rowboat and then wrapped around him and dropped to the bottom of Camp Crystal Lake in the, la- in the end of the last right. movie. Now, I, th- I could have sworn number seven is the one where we, he's fighting the girl that has mind oh, powers. Yeah, yeah, and- so he dumps a pier on her, on him. Yes. With her mind. So she breaks the pier and he's crushed under the weight of the pier and that's where he's... Well, doesn't her imaginary dad time. pull him down? Oh, that's yes. right. Because six yes. is the one where he's... Yeah, you're thinking yeah. about six. six. I love so six. So in seven, he's crushed by a pier Yeah, and her, the ghost of crushed dad... Crushed by a pier. <laughs> the ghost <laughs> of dad pulls him down. Yeah. It's a mess, Do these but horror whatever. movies ever just stop and go, ooh, wait, did I write Crushed by a Pier? They have no time for that because they got to make the next one for yeah. next year. Next year, we got these, God, no, eight of them by 89. The first one was in 80. <laughs> ooh. At least it wasn't it. lightning this time, though. An 80s movie, it was electricity. It's lightning adjacent. It's electricity <laughs> from a power cable underwater. Lightning <laughs> That's true. He's got a point. He's got you there, John. I will say, I, I do like, though, they always explain how he comes back. Unlike in some movies, Freddy, Michael Myers, where he just appears again, they're like, we got to give him a stupid return story. And they explain where he got his dumbass mask back. That's true. So on our boat with our teens being promiscuous, the uh, uh, kid, whatever his name is, yeah. doesn't matter. He's decided he's going to scare his girlfriend. And that's the best way to get laid. Definitely. Is to freak them out with a Jason mask and pretend to be a mass murderer. Well, he also has a knife, like a prop knife. He fucking stabs her. Yes, he stabs <laughs> her with the, like, the, the, the knife that goes in when you push yeah. the blade. I was like, bro, you're not getting... I, was, I have a note here. It's like, and that's how they broke up. But, but, <laughs> right. But also, I don't, she like way oversells her prop night stabbing. She, I was like, I was so confused at why she did what she did. She like throws her head back, like oh, because we're trying to fool the audience. Yeah, that, that, it's not for them. It's for <laughs> us. You got to remember that it's not for them. It's for us. Oh, uh, like all good movies. <laughs> That's right. Uh, his name is Jimmy. I wrote his name down. Okay. Jimmy. So Jimmy is pranking his girl, but then guess who shows up? Mister Reanimated Voorhees. He comes up, and then he actually. Picks up a harpoon gun. Yes. Right? Why this yacht has a harpoon gun, who knows? Doesn't matter. Did yeah. you guys hear when he got electrocuted back to life underwater that laugh? No. It's all, ah, ha, 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 ha. Like when he gets electrocuted back to life, it there's a laugh underwater. And I was like, what the fuck was this? <laughs> Stop back, like, bitches. <laughs> what person said, yeah, let's make a maniacal laugh underwater? Like th- he's never laughed, and it's in the movie. I was like, this is the dumbest idea. Uh, now you it's also can- can't laugh underwater, oh, according can- to lungs. It's canonical now that Jason can. Uh, <laughs> also, I don't think Jason has lungs. He must not breathe. Well, he coughs up that water at the end. When yeah, he- but that's baby Jason. But no, he's hu- he's adult Jason at that point. Before oh. the before the, yeah, the toxic yeah, yeah, yeah. the toxic yeah, Avenger yeah, yeah. waste we'll hits him, we'll, we'll yeah. get there. So he kills these teens. He stabs one with the harpoon. Gun. Well, he sh- I do like he shoots it and it misses. I thought that was funny. So then he's like, "I'm just gonna stab you with this gun." He stabs him with the gun, pulls out his entrails. The lady's like. I have no better idea except to go hide in a tiny little closet and scream no as I just slowly get stabbed. Jump off the boat and start swimming. Which is what she should have done. Right. She was still hiding on the boat no. where the killer is. And well, this- the water's electrified, guys. Oh, that's not true. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, it could be. <laughs> that entire lake is now hot. <laughs> and the whole time, Jason's so slowly stabbing her. She's just like, no, don't kill me. When she could have scurried out and, yes, to your point, jump into the lake. Jason is 
afraid of water. Um, she might have survived. Is he, he's not, though. Not, not anymore. <laughs> he's faced his fears after the last look, two movies. You can't be using Freddy versus Jason uh, lore building in this one because it didn't happen Okay, yet. fair point. Fair <laughs> point. Well, either way, she gets stabbed to death. Cut to next day. They're in a car, and it's Rene and the teacher lady, and she's like, you are my favorite student I've ever had of all time. Like all students, like all teachers <laughs> say, I love you as, a, as so much. I spent what had to have been thousands of dollars to get you Stephen King's high school pen. She's like a live-in teacher too. It feels like, right? Yeah. Like, I, I thought it was her mom. Side. I thought it was her mom taking Agreed. her to wherever. Like this, the relationship was so weird. Also, did you ever have a random high school teacher from your school like take you places? No, but okay, but fine. Maybe that's like a thing because they In all New carpool, they carpooled or whatever. How are you getting Stephen King's high school pen? Why would eBay, uh, baby? Yeah, <laughs> thousands of dollars on this gift that never you see her use it one time and then i guess it she sinks. went to sotheby's and got it in the auction uh yeah yes exactly <laughs> on a teacher's salary do i not- hear twenty five thousand right here school teacher let's go <laughs> yeah. and then they are like they walk out and they meet principal dick who might also be a teacher i don't know i thought he was a principal i don't know where i, got I haven't this from. i haven't listened okay, to his look, principal also he's, he's uncle teacher yeah because he's rennie's uncle and he's also the biology teacher and he is a dick right out the right. gate and he's the one that's okay so <laughs> we're already we having say, I wish you could see Mark's hand gestures. <laughs> what is happening is the class of 89, I suppose, if yeah. that's what year this takes place, is taking a giant cruise ship to New York mm-hmm. as a, hey, congratulations, you've graduated right. and trip. The, the principal's really mad about it. He's it's not like, the principal. Okay. He's the, the biology he's teacher. teacher. The bi- oh, the right. Yes. The the, so, bi- the biology teacher's pissed. He's like, this is your idea, English teacher, and I hate you for it. Well, the, the reason being is mm-hmm. that Rennie had a tragic moment happen where she became afraid of water. Yes. So he was not going to bring her along. Yeah. So, but the teacher, Miss Colleen, I think her character's name is Colleen, mm-hmm. decided against his wishes that Rennie is going on this trip because she's graduating. She should have some fun to decide what she wants to do. Yeah, well, she think- sees she sees okay. greatness in her if she just follows her dreams. Right. Yes. Now to to really stamp home while Uncle Teacher's so angry, he is her legal guardian at this point. Weirdly so, yes. Right. Okay, so that's the setup of what's going on. And he's like, you should have never brought her end of story. And then the teacher goes, I think it's just the beginning of the story. And <laughs> stomps onto the boat. And I was like, damn, yeah, burn. End of conversation. She's like, I think it's the beginning. Yeah, like mad burn. Good when work. You, when you guys graduated high school, did you get some amazing balls trip like this? Oh, uh, well, our, yeah, we had a senior night where they rented out, well, us and a bunch of high schools there like, used rented to be out senior Universal trips Studios. were a big thing back in the day. Oh, you went to the YMCA? No, I went to Universal Studios. Oh, what? Well, you lived yeah. in Florida, right? Yes, I lived okay. in Florida, So, Down but it was street. a trip. Wow. Yeah, we uh, didn't have any of that shit. <laughs> so. Yeah, me neither. This was amazing. I was like, I wish I could have went on a nice but, I mean, cruise. But senior trips were a thing. Remember, they used to go to like Europe and shit like that. There was a thing where senior trips was a big thing. Isn't the plot of Final Destination? They're going to Europe? Yeah, there you go. There you go. No, but here's my question though and not to cut too far ahead at one point later on uncle teacher tells one of the students i want to see your biology project tonight or else you're not going to graduate the thing is like if you're on the graduation trip right 
shouldn't this project not matter anymore? Absolutely. So, well, now you, you found another reason I hate this fucking <laughs> no, movie because it on. makes no fucking sense. I thought that too, but now you dug out of the Reese's of my memory, like the corners. The Reese's? The, the recesses. recesses of my memory. <laughs> the Reese's pieces of my memory. <laughs> As I was saying it, I knew it was wrong. I was like, I'm just going to roll with it. Uh, but thank you guys. Uh, the, they pulled it out. We went to Universal Studios before we graduated. Like we went in like April and we graduated in May. So there was was like theoretically three or four weeks of school quote unquote left I did mean, you sell projects do though or did you know you're graduating straight up i mean i guess i mean there was probably stuff due i can't remember that part but there was still enough school left that i'm sure i had homework or something okay so. i will i will yield to your personal experience as the the correct way since i did not do any of that but man yeah i mean it wouldn't have been enough i don't think for him to be like or oh, you're not graduating like mm. Unless you're, I guess if you're like at like a seven, like if your grades are so shitty that one F would have like pulled you out or something. I don't know. At first, she was a prom queen too. Yeah. Right, this character's name is Tamara. Tamara. Right. Yeah. So at first I agreed. I was like, wait, this doesn't make any sense. But making me remember that boring trip. Uh, but she wouldn't have set one foot on that without turning in the project. If she still had grades out to be graded, yeah. like this wouldn't have happened. I agree. It is a, a big stretch to get to a plot point that ultimately does not matter. And you want to know what's a big stretch is that fucking yacht from a lake rolling into this pier. <laughs> it could not have gotten there. There wouldn't have been some sort of weird river connecting it to the ocean. I'm sorry. So you're saying Camp Crystal Lake is not on a lake, but it's on the actual ocean. Or maybe a tributary and maybe a an inlet. Perhaps well, there was a Panama Canal situation happening from Camp Crystal Lake to the Atlantic. Maybe it's a Fitzcarraldo situation where they pulled the, the boat up over the hill <laughs> into the ocean from the lake. I completely agree with you. I mean, I even wrote, how do you get from a lake to New York? Like, I, it doesn't make any sense. It's magic. That's how. They magic, magic their way. Movie magic. Yes. So if you uh, if you guys want some additional content, you can go watch the Camp Crystal Lake Chronicles or something. The documentary that the goes over. The two-part documentary. It's like nine hours long. Yeah, it's, it's super, super long. Um, they even acknowledge this in there. And like, we're hoping people just wouldn't notice. Just roll with it. <laughs> if you have to say, I hope people wouldn't notice, you need to go back and fix it. Uh, that's like every movie we review on this podcast. It feels like we're just hoping people would roll with it. Uh, um. So then we continue meeting our parade of characters, right? The next thing we meet there is... There's so many people on this boat. Yes, tons. And then they just all kind of vanish over time. Uh, we Except meet, for our seven. <laughs> yeah. We meet the, the kid who... Uh, his dad is the admiral of this boat, but he's like, this is your dream, not mine. So that's Rennie's boyfriend, Sean. Sean, yeah. right. So sh- the, he goes... Are they boyfriend and girlfriend? I thought they just kind of like had a thing for each other. Are they I, actually together? I think they want to be together, but they're both sh- a little shy. It's one of those things that doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, true. It plays no role. I want to dig into this, though, because I feel like me and Rennie might hit it off, you guys. Uh, maybe, but you, you know, it's hard to tell because she's the worst actress I've ever seen, <laughs> but we will get there. So I've seen the others. Okay. <laughs> she, they, Sean goes to the bridge and his dad's like, I'm not going to be in command. My son is. This so this whole scene is so pointless. It's so stupid. You're the you're the captain now, son. And then he immediately does it wrong, and his dad's all pissed off. Like, Give me. You're supposed to check the uh, the, no, the after. I, I oh, you down. wrote it down. Yeah, what does he, he say? Uh, did you forget something? And he's like, uh, you forgot the international maritime signal. And they just fucking honks the horn. 
<laughs> and then he says you didn't call it in to let yeah, them know that like our manifest or whatever. Like, how are you going to forget the international maritime signal, but, dude? So, so the dad very much wants his son to become um, a captain, but he's really bad at it. And I was like, Sean goes on to captain a boat for Exxon. Yeah, um, right. The Valdez. <laughs> so him and Rennie both have these like parents that have expectations for them, but it's not their life to live. Right. Then the boat starts sailing. Am I l- well, actual? Well, first, before we, we see the yacht just lazily float <laughs> oh, yeah. into the bay. And, and Scurvy Joe. Scurvy Joe's like, this voyage is doomed. <laughs> Some nonsense like that. So right before that, my very favorite scene of the whole movie happens where they're pulling up the anchor and Jason grabs it. He pops up and then he looks around as if he's confused as to what is happening. I didn't see that. It's, I wondered how he got on the boat. It's my favorite. It's like a five second scene, but I love it so much. He, so Jason was under the water that he, whole time. Yeah, he was so he's definitely addressed his fear of water at this yeah, point. Yes, he's under the water hanging on to the anchor, which I guess he thought was just gonna stay there because when it pulls him up out of the water he's so confused he's like what is this shit he's like all right well here i go killing again it it is so stupid i was just like come on this is the dumbest looking shot i've ever seen what what happened (laughs) uh so then it's like a montage scene we see of course the dance scene with mark's uh, favorite music, you know, soft rock people very poorly dancing on the dance floor. To your point, we see has to be dozens of kids, uh, which never come back. Two kids in particular that I really dislike is a, um, a boy named Wayne who dresses like a 40 year old woman. Oh, dude, I wrote kind of looks like Garth from Wayne and Garth. <laughs> that Wayne's was World. that was the fashion at the time, though, guys. Think about like my so-called life. Those shirts were high in play. And he's obsessed with seen... he's obsessed with a VHS camera. Yes, it's a he's going to be a filmmaker. He's going to be a filmmaker, guys. And he's documenting or creating a music video for this girl who likes him, but he doesn't like her. Oh, no, she doesn't want anything to do with him. She's just using him for his camera. Yes. And shooting a rock video on this No, yacht. I think the girl no, with no, the, the, the guitar kind of liked her. Yeah. She was like, why do you keep wasting your time with that girl? She has. She doesn't want to give you the time of day. You should be helping me. Like, clearly much like, I'm not going to say it because I'm too cool for school, but you should be fucking me and not worried about her. Yeah, and he goes... The prom queen. But, Ignore her. But she's hot, though, and then the girl's like, yo, this guitar's hot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> And uh, I think this is our first kill on, on the voyage, right? Is the girls like, hey, there's some really cool pipes down in the belly of the ship. It'd be a great place for a music video. Yeah. So she's going down there and she's like, you know, air guitaring and playing her music down there. She's not there. air guitar. She actually has, has a guitar. guitar. Right, I know, but she's making a video, right? You well, air guitar. Because well, her, her little boombox has an amp plug in so she can actually play her guitar through the boombox at the same time. Ultimately, what happens... Anyways, it doesn't matter. She's down... It does matter. No, it doesn't. It adds nothing to the story, whether it's air guitar or real guitar. It fucking doesn't matter. She gets... She goes down there and gets murdered. Yes, by her guitar, like a baseball bat, and that's the end of her. Now, this... Did you guys notice how yellow Jason's mask was in this movie? Yes, it was very yellow. It's, like, very yellow. It's been weathered since it was brand new when he picked it up and pitch white but it's almost like it's almost like mustard yellow it's so brightly it's colored uh and so right before they kill this lady comes renee's great acting scene sean meets her right and he's like i hate my dad mopity 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 and she's like yeah that really sucks and then he's like hey i was actually hoping to run into you I got you a necklace, and it's like a New York based necklace. And then she goes, yeah, "Is that an inside joke with them? Like, I don't, we should go to New York? It's so well, that's stupid. where they're going. Yes. And the thing is, if you're in New Jersey, you can easily get to New 
York. New York is not special if you're in New Jersey. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then, maybe you don't, you don't have an MTA card or something like that. But and hopefully you can extract this audio because it's the best. She goes in the most deadpan way. Sean, I love it. <laughs> yes, I, I wrote down. I was like, "That's a woman who clearly does not love this gift." No, and then, but like, and this is probably my second favorite thing. Is when he goes, "I heard the Statue of Liberty's twenty-seven stories tall. Maybe we can hike it." Nobody's fucking hiking a statue, dude. Where are you getting these words from? End <sighs> rants. Bad writers. Yes, and that's the end of my rant of of these characters. But Renee or Rennie is the worst. This is everything she says is just like she's reading it off of cue cards. So two questions at this point then well, number one why is jason doing any of this at this point great question Here's, is he is anybody related to him no mm, no he, they just happen to be on the lake i think he thinks i own this lake anyone who's on this lake i must kill but they're not in a lake anymore they're clearly in the ocean going to new york He's, maybe he wants to hijack the boat and go back to the lake because he was really pissed that he got taken out of the lake See but our, he chose to grab on to the giant ship. He was confused. <laughs> as, seen, as seen in that moment. Yes. So, so there's no reason other there's than the fact no that motivation. he's like, I just got to kill teenagers. Yeah, and, that's it. There's the no t- motivation otherwise. By the okay. time it gets to eight, I think they dropped the whole babysitter business. Like, because I don't even think in seven it made sense. We got into a psychic war battle. Right. I, I need to finish my thoughts on the killing of the rock star downstairs. Oh, yes, please okay. do. This movie. It is, doesn't matter, Mark. No, the detail. No, I'm just kidding. That detail doesn't. <laughs> but what does matter is that all of a sudden now Jason is teleporting in front of his victims. Oh, and this starts happening like frequently in this movie. I was like, he's way the fuck up there. She's running down the stairs. All of a sudden, he's downstairs and bashes her in the face with a guitar. So somehow he got that guitar and got in front of her yeah. as she was fleeing. And let's be clear. This location is not some place you can easily like just jump over a railing. It's tight. There's pipes everywhere. This place looks like the bottom of like... Yes, it would be physically impossible for him to have gotten in front of her like he did to kill her like this. Right. My note there is Jason has magic powers, question mark. Yeah. Is he supernatural? I guess so. He's got to be. Yeah, he's been resurrected twice that, now. Yes. That lightning, times, that lightning <laughs> gives you supernatural yeah. power. And to your point, he now also has ESP powers, I guess. So this is why, you know, when the guys make the video game, one of his powers is to basically teleport around the map. There because he's go. been doing it in the movies. Yeah, that's a good point because he does that a lot in this movie. Way more than I've noticed in the previous ones. Yes, that's fair. Because even in the previous ones, like he, you could like, oh, he probably went around and he got there way too quick. But like yeah. in this one, there's literally no way he could have gotten around her. Absolutely not, unless he has some sort of well, paranormal ability or magic look, They wrote it and they hoped the audience wasn't going to notice. <laughs> what you're running into, Mark, is bad writing because they're on a boat and they're like, fuck, people could stay away from him on a boat because it's very easy. Uh, how are we going to get around this? Oh, we're not. We're just going to run with this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to point that out because like it was, again, he's going to do this again very throughout much. the film. Oh, very, very much so. Yeah. So you were saying, now we're cut to Rennie's uh, quarters. Yeah, her she's, in her, she's in her cabin, and she's got a dog, which the moment I saw that dog, I was like, cute dog. And I was like, you fucking kill this dog, I swear. Good news is it disappears for half the movie. Yes. Whew, smart dog. Um, he avoids Jason the whole movie, yeah. <laughs> as everybody could have done. Um, so anyway, she's in there. She's She hears something and looks out her porthole, and then she sees... What is young boy Jason from when he drowned in the 50s, 
like in the window, like he's underwater. So she sees this hallucination of the young Jason kid, yeah. like drowning and grabbing the, the port window to try to get out. And the thing is, she reacts like, oh my God, I see this thing behind the window. The dog also sees it because he freaks out and runs yeah. away from it. Right. He shouldn't see that. That is a continuity problem. Okay. Why I was wondering, it? I was wondering, is Jason projecting this thing in front of people to freak them out? Is this a new power of Jason's or is she just having this like flashback of what she had what happened to her i actually know the answer to this one even though it's still a huge plot hole but i know the out of universe answer okay so this lady rennie was supposed to be the psychic girl from number seven so they asked her to come back and she was like okay all right cool can i have a raise they were like no you're fired uh and then just wrote a whole new script but still assume that the lady had psychic powers. That's that is so unfortunate. Yes, because that makes that would make this so much cleaner. Yeah, they, because it's going it's building off the previous one where mm-hmm. they introduced that psychic shit. Yes, but no, because now it's just a mess. Yeah, and that's why I really don't like this, especially the ending. Yep. So fucking stupid. It makes zero. Are you talking about like the, the reveal of why she's having these these hallucinations? No, the very very that. end. I'm talking about. Oh, under the t- the sewer tunnels. Yeah. Reversion to child Jason at the end. So dumb. And oh, they, yes. Okay. Oh, God, we'll get into yeah. that. So, okay. So she sees a hallucination. The dog sees it too. So that's just a problem with the script then. What? That's not actually something I should know like is legit. No. Yeah. It's okay. just left over from when they thought it was going to be a continuation from seven. And what so. Is, what is slowly revealed throughout the film? And we can just get this out. Good, of please. That Rennie had a tragic moment with Uncle Teacher when she was a kid. They were in a rowboat. On in, Camp Crystal in, Lake. At Camp Crystal Lake. And he shoves her in the water to make her swim. Like, hey, sink or swim type moment, right? That's that old mentality of like, just get out there and fucking do it. Well, she has, uh, she goes underwater because she's drowning and she's getting pulled by kid Jason. Right. But now the thing is, Jason would have been 50 years old, 40 years old if like time had progressed normal. And right. the thing is, he clearly becomes an adult grown size man in our universe because he's a full size grown size man who kills things. So, but in this, he's, is that a hallucination well, that pulls her down? Like, what is that? It's never quite defined enough. It doesn't make sense because Jason would be dead at this point in time. He would have been killed by Tommy or whatever who, so it doesn't make sense. At no point would she have been on the lake. Well, that's when, what I'm wondering is did Jason's like soul stay in the fucking water as a child or did like, so the problem with this franchise and it is a problem is that they go from kid Jason in movie one to teen adult bag face Jason in movie two. And in that time, only maybe a year has passed Yeah, because the, the, the final girl from part one gets killed in movie two by adult Jason. So there's a, there's a growth of dead Jason that happens in a short time span. That doesn't make sense. But wait, I thought in the first one, he like, I thought like he drowned and died like years before the mom yeah, went in crazy. The 60s, but remember at the end of that one, he comes out of the water. As a oh, kid. See, I thought that was just, I thought back. that was just like a, like, could that be real? I thought that was a dream. Cause you know, in the beginning of the second one, they wake up to that and she's like, Oh, it was a dream. I don't remember that. Like she, she thought it was real, but it actually wasn't real. I thought that Jason coming out of the water was just a, a hallucination red herring to kind of make the audience go, gee, I wonder. I didn't think that was actually canon. Well, they just hoped you wouldn't notice. <laughs> yeah, I see the the problem. The thing we were sitting here trying to debate and figure out if this is really happening, and it wasn't well defined there no, either. It right? really but they also not. didn't know this was going to become a franchise. Sure, so absolutely. they did that thing with Jason at the end of part one and not right. knowing that they'd have to. 
You get new writers in. They want to go a different direction. They age them up. Doesn't matter, right? Bad so. Boys 3 is awesome, people. You should go see Bad Boys 3. Right, so now we cut. So after that, it's like, whoa, that's weird. Because she freaks out and runs out the room. Right. And then the principal comes by and is <laughs> like. A principal, biology teacher. Biology teacher. He comes by and he's like knocking on people's door and he's like, it's time for senior predictions. It's like, senior predictions? What is that? Who's, oh, most likely to succeed and stuff like that? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, okay. But the kid's like, I don't want I don't care about that. And he's like, yeah, in your case, I'm sure that's true. I was like, dude, these teachers are so mean to oh, students. Oh, Walter, the, the, the kid with the VHS. Yeah, he's like, I don't care about that. Is it Walter? Those. Uh, I think VHS like Wayne. Kid. Then there's the talk about the biology project. Yes, because that's because that's when he talks to Tamara and he's all like, if you don't have that biology project for me tonight, why are you turning on homework on a boat? Yes, makes no um, sense. You're going to be held back and you're not going to leave the boat and you're going to fail. And she's like, all right, fine, I'll have it. And then she leaves with um, Eva. Yeah. The different group of people are watching a boxing match. It's happening like through a skylight. Because there's a gym on this boat also. <laughs> yeah, it's bonkers. Then the kid who lost is in a sauna and he's like, guess I got to work on my right hook, Julius. Oh, but it's not Julius. It's Jason. And this scene was pretty brutal. Because he's got a towel over his face and he doesn't know. But he also had the door to the sauna wide open. I was like, right. that's not how saunas work. Exactly. You have to close the door or else the, it's a steam room. Yeah. Yes. With the hot rocks. So Jason picks up the hot rock and just shoves it right through his chest. And his whole chest cavity like collapses in. Yeah, it like burns into his chest and like is on fire. Mm. And <laughs> like, Bodies don't work like that. No, <laughs> but it was a pretty good effect and I liked it. I was like, all right, that's a pretty brutal murder. I do want to mention also that the kills in this movie are so neutered in, they in are. terms of like gore. I had that listed. I was like, were they trying to go for PG-13 because you don't see anything at all hardly. Even on the, the boat at the beginning, you don't see any blood when people get shot and stuff like that. You see like him pull back with entrails on his hook, but you don't actually see like it go in or anything like there, that. The, the cut scenes that were deleted because of the MPAA, they, they fucking hate this franchise. It's so weird. They would butcher these movies left and right as they would come out and they would cut so much of the gore out. There is the deleted scenes that I watched after watching this film that would really help this film. Mm. Like there's that mirror kill man with uh, Tamara and the prom queen. Yeah. Like they show her dead on the ground with like shards of glass, like shoved oh, into. I, oh, really? I've seen yeah. pictures of that. wondering what oh. happened. So. so it's, it's very unfortunate and it sucks that this organization has chopped up and mangled so many films over the years. Yeah. Before we were getting those unrated cuts and funny enough, Jason nine was the first one to release the uh, unrated director's cut Ooh. when it came out on video. So they saved all that stuff. At least Sean Cunningham had the wherewithal to do that. I want to ask about one relationship on this boat that I'm a little confused on. Um, and maybe you picked up something. I Tamara didn't. and her cocaine. That, that her, That's a relationship that her, is well defined. Her top dollar toot, as she calls it. Right. No, but it does involve Tamara. Why does Tamara hate Rennie so much? Remember, she shoves her off into the water, the open sea. Well, that's the next uh, scene right. because, so that's the thing is, so Tamara and Eva are doing a little bit of cocaine yeah. off a little mirror and Rennie walks in and she's like, have you guys seen my dog? And then she looks down and sees the, uh, the, the drugs and then she's like, oh, I guess not and leaves. And they're like, do you think she's going to narc on us? Which is funny because of the subtitles, they spell narc with a K and not a C. <laughs> and I was like, huh, interesting. That's the quality. And then uh, Uncle Principal, Uncle Teacher comes in and was all like, are you girls on drugs? Oh, right. So she, that's what it is. And I yes. just forgot. So he, they think that, uh, 
Rennie, Rennie just went and ratted him out. To your point, the next scene is she's like, oh, I know. Rennie is scared of water, so we'll go push her into the ocean. And they do. And she's like, oops, it was an accident. And it was, and she like fucking shoulder charges yeah. Rennie. It's, it's like, not an accident. It's like an NFL move. Eva at this point is kind of like, I'm not cool with this anymore. This is going a bit far. Yeah. But they, they jump in, they pull, Sean jumps in, pulls her out of the water. At this point, uncle teacher comes in and he's all like, this is why she shouldn't be here. Go to your rooms. Blah, 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 yeah, blah. Grumble, he's grumble, losing grumble. his shit. And at this point, Tamara should have been put in the brig. You would think. He's like, you're not going to have a good time on this trip anymore. You're going in the brig. It was an accident, you guys. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but instead, she goes to her cabin and gets undressed. And she, It's time to turn in that biology project. The biology teacher walks in, and she's wearing a robe, and he's like, what's going on around here? And I literally thought that he was in on this whole seducing thing, because to your point, it makes no sense to turn in the project. Why do it at her cabin and not in like a public place she has champagne flutes filled and he's like yeah. where did you get this and she's like i brought it with me and let's be honest tamara looks like she's 31 years old oh, easy they all she, do there's some people that look like teenagers in this like like older like grads but she looks like she's 31 and the first thing i thought i was like i want to be a biologist it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, like god so she opens up her robe and she's like but i haven't even shown you my biology project hey what do you think you're doing I mean, you stop that. I mean, really. Take a closer look, Charles. I want to make sure I've labeled all my organs correctly. You're bad at drawing, too. And her heart was like up in her like fucking collarbone. It's <laughs> yes. like, no wonder you didn't do your biology project, lady. Uh, and he's Which like, makes me wonder, how many teachers do you think she's actually fucked to get grades to graduate? Well, okay, this is all a setup. Yes. This is all she to was never get... Oh, do you, no, do you think that her and Walt Wayne were in on this together? Yeah, yeah that's absolutely. the whole thing. Oh, he's, I thought Wayne stumbled in on this by accident. No, Wayne has been filming in the whole time, right? Because he's like, this is an outrage. You, I'm going to call your parents. This is fucking crazy. He gets a little bit of playtime. Well, he, true. She's like thrown to the bed. She straddles him and is like making out. And he's like, he's struggling like I would with a puppy. Like, you don't want to be too rough. And you're like, no, get off me. Oh, stop looking at my face. <laughs> and like, he's doing that level. And then finally he's like, oh, this might be a problem. I should probably stop letting a fucking high school kid like try to fuck me. Fair enough. So he <laughs> chews her out. And then she's like, uh, I don't think so. Wayne. And Wayne comes out of like a closet. Well, the hallway. He, he's in the hallway, like looking through the oh, door. Through the po- All right. So yeah. he comes in. He's like, oh, yeah. I've got this whole thing on film and he's like, this is outrageous. He throws her the tape. Like he yeah. throws Tamara the VHS and he's like, here you go. Here's your blackmail. And then he goes, you are never getting into any film school. And I was like, all right, pump your brakes. First, I thought he was a principal. Now knowing he's just a biology teacher. Well, that's the thing is I kept thinking he's a principal too. I have him written down yeah. as principal so-and-so this whole like. So, all right, Joe, biology teacher, you're not keep banning someone from any, every film school. But either way, the principal storms off. Then Wayne's like, hey, we have this champagne. You want to drink it? And Tamara's like, Thanks. See you later. Bye. Well, he well, tells he, her. It's like, I've always kind of had a thing oh, for you. She's yeah. like, mm, that's cute. I got to go. <laughs> then Tamara starts, you know, goes into the bathroom to clean herself off or whatever. And Jason's like, it's a murder in time. Strips her out of her robe, throws her into a, the mirror in the bathroom, uh, shifts through uh, sifts glass, through. sifts through <laughs> glass uh, to look for a good stabbing shard uh, and then stabs her. 
which I love about Kane Hodder in this scene is he actually kind of shifts, sifts through the, the shards to find one that's perfectly designed for stabbing. Yeah, that's what you got to do. You got to get a good stabbing grab the first shard. piece. He's kind of like, no, no. Ooh, this one looks nice. And then he grabs it. And I was like, that's a good stabbing me- like glass right there. But we don't really see it, though. No, it's mostly off screen. It's totally off screen. It's one of them MPAA cuts because in the original, you do see the body. Wow, that's crazy. Do you NPAA. think it was because she was naked or do you think it's because of the shards? What do we hate more? Tits, nudity. Tits it's because of the nudity. Nudity in America tends okay. to be the big problem. So then the next thing I have noted is they're in, they're on the bridge. They're doing their little bridge conversation. The captain's like, all right, I'm going to go take a deuce or whatever. <laughs> and Jason comes in and then I guess we are like harpoons we, the, the second in command. Bam. Uh, and then he also kills the captain, but that happens off screen. Well, no, he doesn't, he doesn't shoot him. He doesn't harpoon him. He actually has like a harpoon. He like, like spears him oh, with it. Oh, it's not the gun. It's just an old yeah, fashioned just, harpoon. He, oh, Cause I was, I have written down like, what did he just stab him with? I was like, Oh, that's a harpoon. There was a scene that took place that we glossed over and it doesn't really matter, but it's basically the, the second in command's like, I just had a boy. Yeah. And he's like, Oh yeah. How old is he? He's like 11 months. He's like, that's the best age. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, after the second in command is impaled, the captain comes back in and he's like, my God, the humanity. <laughs> and he's like standing next to him and Jason comes up and just slits his throat. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And it opens up a little bit, and then that's how the captain gets it. Sean comes. We in. don't see anything for blood on that. Really, it's like no. you see that, like you see the crease, and then it like looks like it's about to start to bleed, and then we cut away, and that's and it. This is where we start to get Jason's theatrics, right? Because this is a theme now throughout the movie. Sean comes in and Jason had taken time to put the captain at the steering wheel and like put the second in command in a chair. Like he propped him up. He's posing his dead bodies. Yes. yes. So I, I couldn't tell exactly what it was almost like his dad had been impaled on the steering wheel. Maybe. Yes. I, I think, I think he impaled him on top of the, um, the, the wheel, whatever the fuck steering wheel. Called. Yeah. It's not steering wheel. The ship wheel. Yes. Um, Everybody knows what we're talking yes, about. Yes. The big circle that it's stares the, the ship. Well, the thing is about that, like, if you haven't seen one, it's actually got, like, the um, the spikes, the handles. If you haven't seen it. one, what are you doing? How is that possible? <laughs> Watch more boat movies. <laughs> yeah. Did you notice the boat was called the Lazarus? Yes. Oh, Which clever. I was like, ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then Sean is also like, ah. Well, he walks in, he goes, Dad? Dad? dad and then like it's like dude either you know or you don't know right and and so at this point the ship has been sailing into a hurricane that they did not see well coming apparently well the the earlier in that scene before they talk about your boy being 19 months old he's all like it looks like this storm's not going to let up. They better prepare for the rough, roughest seas they've seen. We're going to be stuck in this storm. It's like they would definitely have known that and not, I don't know, booked a freaking boat trip around it because this is like hurricane-like gales. Or they would have basically gone over the PA and like, everybody go to your cabins and right. strap down. We're about to hit some fucking rough seas. So they're in now the ship is crazy. Sean gets on the PA. He's like, everybody come to the bridge. Some shit went down. I got to interject here that we are now at 42 minutes into the movie. We still have taken Manhattan. True. We're almost there though. So everyone comes to the bridge right and uh, Uncle Teacher is like what the fuck's going on? You sail this boat and he's like I'm not great at sailing boats. Like your dad's a captain. Sail the damn boat. Sailing's in your blood boy. <laughs> Get to it. This is probably all your fault anyway. Yes. That's so the thing accusatory. Is, and the moment movie. that happens Scurvy Joe runs in and is like you're all gonna die. You're the last ones. He's come back for you. What the hell are you talking about? Jason Voorhees. You're insane. Jason Voorhees has been dead for years. He came down the river and he's gotten on board. 
He walks the ship here and now. Yes, a killer walks this ship, all right. And it's certainly none of us. What are you, what are you doing? You're the one who's insane. It's Jason. He's come back to kill us all. You know he's got to do his work. And then the, the teacher, Uncle Teacher, goes, he did it. I'm going to go get that bastard. Grabs <laughs> right. a flare gun. You're like, what the fuck? Where did we come to this conclusion? <laughs> yeah. It and, must have been Scurvy Joe the whole time. <laughs> he jumps right there. Uh, so this would have been a great Scooby-Doo episode. It would have yeah. been. They're like, okay, we got to drop anchors. And I was like, that sounds like a poop euphemism. <laughs> so they send <laughs> they they send the dweeb kid with the movie uh, Wayne the, Wayne to go drop the anchors. Julian is like, we're gonna go fuck this guy up, right? And the teacher's like, I'm in charge here. Yeah, Julius. <laughs> yeah, and Julius is like, school's out. I was like, for the summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Julius became my favorite character yeah. the moment we were introduced to him because I was like, he's the only one that seems level-headed through all this. He was he, ready for battle. Yeah, he, Julius is out, I guess, looking for Jason or whoever's doing all the killing, and he's out in the rainstorm that's heavy, heavy fucking rainstorm. <laughs> Crazy. Um, he's out on the deck, and he gets knocked into the water. Yeah. And we think he's gone. But not that takes more than that to yeah. knock out Julius. Gone, but not forgotten. So Julius's friend sees Julius gets knocked into the water. He's running up the mass, and we have another teleportation. I think we're underselling what because I wrote Jason yeeted Julius into the water. He just picks him up and is like, Phew! he needed him. Yeeted. Yeet. Oh, oh yeet. yeet. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ! You're like sixty years old trying to be like twenty two. <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, that's exactly. I'm trying to get our podcast to the minors. Okay, we're trying to get the median age of our podcast <laughs> down. Exactly. We need to get the kids liking horror. But he just threw him. It was it was like when Uncle Phil threw Jazzy Jeff out of his house. <laughs> yeah. Is that a better reference for you? That's a reference I can get behind. Uh, but no, like, to, to Mark's point, though, this dude is like, no joke, like halfway up a yeah. giant mass. And like, I want to say at least three to four Jason links away from the ground, which means... <laughs> Can we please make Jason an official measurement? Uh, so the thing is, though, is like, you're right, because like then immediately Jason grabs his foot. And I was like, did Jason jump like 25 feet in the air? Jason. And like grab on or like what happened here? Jason is part baboon and is an excellent climber. You don't know that, but it's a fact. It's on Jason P. Bears can climb faster than they can run, evidently. Boom. Yeah, so part bear. <laughs> So this guy, he's just thrown into a radio antenna, right? Poor he just dude, yeah. On some sort of antenna. Yep, yep. And then we cut downstairs to where Wayne is. He's engaging going engaging the 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 anchors, the anchors, and he's doing a shit job of it because, like, proto Cloverfield style, he's still looking through his camera. No, he should have dropped that shit immediately. Right, he doesn't need to be carrying this VHS tape recorder around. And it, those things were like eighty pounds. They were very heavy. And now, it's not like it even has night vision. No, it, it doesn't do any good. <laughs> now here's my question. Question though, would this movie have been better as a found footage film from Wayne's point of view? No, <laughs> I don't think so. Probably not, but it could have been. You know, you add shaky cam to this mess. I'm I'm beyond out. So, so after Wayne gets knocked out by strategic steam that shoots out Knox's glasses and off. camera, he's like, ah, steam. <laughs> he gets his glasses fall off of his face. And Wayne has a revolver, and I don't know where he got the gun well, exactly. Well, upstairs they had a pile of weapons, and everyone picked the weapon they wanted because Julius took the rifle, and everyone yeah. basically they played Clue. They all yeah, picked I, their weapon. <laughs> so a mostly blind Wayne is now wandering, one hand with a gun, the other hand holding his camera. Still. And he a figure just comes in front of him, and he, he shoots it. And it's just another kid. Like, he just he committed murder thinking he's shooting at Jason or the killer. 
But he gets instant karma because Jason uh, fucks him up. He throws Wayne into that electrical like panel and then Wayne catches on fire. Goes up like Now the bottom of the boat is on fire at this point. (laughs) Well, I I have to ask this question because I wrote it down whenever Wayne is like, he doesn't have time to feel remorse for what he's done, but maybe a quick second. And then he's tossed into an electric table. Mm -hmm. What? What is that, and why is it on a boat, and why is it so <laughs> fucking dangerous? It's the downstairs control panel, and it's it highly immediately we, electrified. We know one thing: them? panels are highly flammable. Okay, yeah. that Look. just seems like a massive <laughs> safety hazard on this water vessel. Here's what I'm going to tell you: if well, you they look, don't they don't test these things by throwing teenagers into them, this is not something they plan for. <laughs> Mark, on a ship that size, if there aren't three or four, you know, people who catch on fire, it's considered a win. Okay, <laughs> okay that's fair. They, I they, just didn't know that death panels were installed yeah. on every boat. Ooh, that's all death panel. That's a good yeah. movie. Less there, a ship that size is going for less than five deaths per sail. So, <laughs> <laughs> plus they're grads; they aren't contributing anything yet, anyway. <laughs> but um, can we please talk about because we, we skipped it but I want to talk about it well let's talk about Eva, Eva who gets killed in the disco Eva. yeah yes so she see, she's getting chased by Jason right she, can we just mention she is dressed to the nine D's oh, she looks beautiful big time she's wearing like a, a, a like suspenders and mm-hmm. a crop top go on shorts yes keep going like leggings knee-high socks. yes yeah uh, and her suspenders are crisscrossed in front and back it was the golden age of garbage, uh, fa- garbage fashion boys <laughs> i don't think you guys took my joke in she's dressed to the nine t's oh is that what you I, want I, I wanted okay <laughs> you know those times when someone makes a joke and you just kind of want to ignore it and move on <laughs> no, but they really I like make a bring point it up here because i was really proud of it thank you very much <laughs> it, it was a good joke i like it it was uh, good um so yeah she she's running and, and escaping jason then she gets to the disco which is a big room with a lot of doors and suddenly well, forgets it's how a to big flee. round room with a, a ceiling of five foot evidently <laughs> and Every exit has been sealed off with chains. How? When did this happen and who did it? Why did you do this? You've created a fire hazard. There's there's death panels in the bottom of this boat and you're closing off exits. And she's spinning around in circles for no reason. Yes, it's the the camera is spinning around her frantically and then Jason grabs her by the neck, lifts her up and chokes her into the ceiling. Yeah, that's it. He's just holding her up over his head and he's choking her out and then just throws the body on the ground as hard as he can and she thuds. I fucking just like, was like, oh. Yeah, it was a good choke slam. There is. Great scene. There is the best scene in the movie. Crazy music going on and the moment she dies, the music stops. Did you guys notice that? I was like, oh, she was a jukebox. (laughs) You didn't see it was Scurvy Joe on the DJ set going, oh, this is doomed. No, Scurvy Joe's dead at this point, though. I know. But uh, poor Scurvy Joe, Uh, because because uh, Uncle Teacher thinks that he's like, I'm going to go kill Scurvy Joe. And then he finally tracks him down to shoot him with a flare gun. And Scurvy Joe falls over with an axe in his back because Jason's killed him, too. But at this, basically this point of the movie is just Jason's like, I have to thin this cast to fit right. into a rowboat. They do try to contact the Coast Guard, by the way. But Jason like, cuts the line or like he breaks the antenna or something He like pulls that. the wires out of the radio. <laughs> and I was like, how does he know how to do that? He's right. been stuck at the bottom of the lake the whole time. And He's the, taking correspondence courses, you guys. And He's down there, University of Phoenix and that shit. There you go. And the Coast Guard's like, oh, well, I guess that was nothing. And never bothers to check it out at all. I guess that was nothing. <laughs> this movie be so dumb. <laughs> Look, they hung up. That counts, right? Yeah. yeah, we're good. Good enough. So now pretty much everybody's dead and the boat sinks. So we got Rennie, we've got the dog. The dog, yeah. We've got Uncle Teacher, we've got Aunt, Aunt Teacher, yeah. and we've got Sean. And Julian. 
Well, Julius, oh, we don't right. know yet. Yeah, yeah. Julius. So that yeah. we do, though. Like, yes. they, they've all they climbed the into a lifeboat, and then they hear something in the water come out, and they're all like, jump scare, but it's Julius who now pulls himself into the lifeboat. And then they row to New York. And we're supposed to take away that this took a very, very, very long time because everybody's falling asleep. There's fog everywhere. And I'm like, they got lucky. But it's still nighttime, though. It's still nighttime. Yeah. I think it was like days. Well, you think? No, I think it was just like. Well, how bright was that fog, dude? It looked like it was daytime foggy. And then it was nighttime again when they were rowing in. The Statue of Liberty is arguably maybe... 300 feet away from right. them. It's insane. It, you cannot see the Statue of Liberty without not, without seeing the lights of New York. Yeah, it would have been so bright. And also, even in 1989, even pre-9-11, you aren't just rowing a fucking boat into New York Harbor. Like you're not, The police are going to be like, uh, excuse me, why are you rowing a boat right next to the Statue of Liberty? Like, I, I don't know. It's night. You know, uh, shit I, on d- it. I definitely know that that place has boats everywhere. They're rowing into an empty harbor in the most populated city in North America. Like, but yeah, so Julius points out, like, hey we're here and they all look around like oh New York snuck up on us yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm like there's no way you missed this you idiots and, and when, if you did you're all dead right and when they get to port the uncle teachers and he's like way to go Sean you picked the shittiest <laughs> port in New York and it's like do you think he had control over that Dude. I mean you should be glad to be alive right now such a tool seconds later <laughs> Literal seconds later, Jason has made landfall. He was not in a boat. Barely walked on the bottom of the ocean as fast as they could row. Well, is that the thing? I couldn't. Fi- I wrote that down. I was like, did Jason cling to the bottom of this no, boat? No just way. No ride, or did way. he like walk or swim it? He could pull that shit off with a giant cruise ship. He cannot hang on the bottom of a raft and them not figure that out. We're let because we are led to believe in other movies that Jason is heavy AF. Uh, so. He must have walked across the bottom of the ocean <laughs> as fast as a boat can row. Uh, I'd lo- possibly a full day. I want to see that. How did he know where they were going? Great question. How could he know? Yeah, how did he know to stay with the boat? The last, the last we saw of Jason is him on top of the cruise ship. <laughs> the boat is literally on fire at this point. <laughs> the episode looking down at them as they row away. The episode image for this is basically Jason on the bottom of the ocean and Dory and fucking yes. like Marlon going, "Have you seen my son Nemo?" Because like, God, he walked across the ocean floor. Do you know how deep that it's is? The it's only the thing, only thing that makes sense yeah. because there's no way that he. But could he have swum? Swam, swim, swummed, swim. If you can, <laughs> they would if, have seen him swimming. Do you remember how Jason died? He in which round? Yeah, yes. He can't swim. Oh, oh. Well, in case I forgot, there's a bunch of hallucinations that remind me <laughs> yeah. in this movie. So, exactly. right. so he didn't swim to Manhattan. Doggy paddled. Okay, so I want to see. I thought the- maybe he learned. <laughs> correspondence courses sure, but still he, either way he's doing it for a full day yes or longer we don't know no but imagine the movie of him underwater like fighting the meg fighting i want to see jason versus sea beast is what i'm saying i mean sea, you're gonna say sea biscuit <laughs> coming to the sci-fi channel near you there you Why go not? sharknado v jason we finally made it to manhattan y'all and jason is gonna take the shit out of it uh, but first he starts by stopping and staring at a billboard 
and he's like, oh shit, other hockey masks exist. He kind of reacts like when my dog sees other dogs. Like, <laughs> what? There's more of me? Uh, um, this is the billboard with the, with the also, hockey player. Also, no, no self-respecting marketing person would ever make a billboard that ugly. No, it's a terrible billboard. And so he goes off and fucks off and shoots the trailer while our characters... <laughs> shoots the trailer? You mean the, the one we watched earlier? Yes. Okay, that was pretty good. Uh, Kane, we're going to need you over here on the skyline of the uh, Manhattan area for the trailer, please. Uh, and while he's doing that, our characters uh, are in the most like random, shitty dock area. You know, this is like if someone who's never been to New York was told to describe and make a New York. Yes. It's a filthy alley with punk drug dealer guys <laughs> and rapists. It's like Gotham City. Uh, so, yeah, immediately... And Charles, the uncle teacher, goes, we should split up. Well, yes. And Julius goes, this is a dumb idea. He's like, we think we'd be more effective, right? And But first, they're immediately mugged. Within like three minutes of landing, they're like, <laughs> yeah. give me your necklace. And she's like, I love this necklace I got one day ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, give us your wallet. Everyone coughs up those wallets yeah. immediately. Which is fine. It's what you should do, because, I mean, your wallet's not worth dying and over. then creepy rufio like walks over and is all like oh pretty pretty look what we got here and then like grabs her new york fucking necklace right. or a little statue of liberty thing and then he goes maybe we take a bigger prize or something like that and then he takes rennie right so they, they fuck off to go drug and rape rennie and that's when your yeah, uncle teacher's like we gotta go find the popo let's split up in the fact though even though we were all together we were just mugged let's split well, up because sean and julius are like we're gonna go get rennie right now because they're gonna go and the thing is is these thugs they were not even like insinuating they were no. like we're gonna go rape this chick yeah. like they could not have been more obvious about this she, and they're just all like let's go get her and then uncle teacher her legal guardian yeah. is like ah she'll be fine let's go find a cop and i was like what the fuck is wrong with you he's dude? terrible but yeah you're right these these muggers were like all right let's get to raping and they just stomp off i think it's supposed to highlight uncle teacher's cowardice yes right? well, we're yes. supposed to realize oh this guy's not only a piece of shit he's a cowardly piece of shit the worst kind of shits but when they <laughs> split up why didn't those two go to get rennie then who they knows went, they went a looking yes they, they apparently even though they split up like seven seconds after the muggers left they lost them in the main of this dock as the vhs box describes it's a maze of <laughs> sewers and alleyways like exactly how new york is described even though it is perfectly laid out as a grid <laughs> um so they get lost and uh, eventually the we cut back to the muggers who are shooting up uh renee or rennie with some indeterminate drug. It's, I think it's heroin or something it's, like that. Yeah. And, but it, like, did you also see how much was in that syringe? Dude, that's like, I don't care what was in that syringe. You put that much into one person, they are dead OD. Right. That's why I said indeterminate. Because if that were heroin, they just killed her. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It just makes the screen stutter a little bit. That's really all this drug does. <laughs> yes. Because she, he's like, oh, you're a feisty one. Well, we'll shut you the fuck up and shoots her up with drugs. But oh, Jason to the rescue of all people. He stumbles across the the rapist and kills the one guy and then the other guy's like I'm gonna shoot you with my 35 shoots him a bunch of times ineffectual one of, the, one of the guys goes to get food or something like that he goes I forgot my wallet uh, I forgot yeah. the money and he comes back after seeing his buddy killed and then he shoots Jason accomplishes nothing multiple times Rennie gets up and is just running yeah, like, she's totally fine. good. Well, Jason stumbles over to the guy who just unloaded his gun and then just puts his face through a pipe like yeah. Bonk. And I was like, is he dead though? Because it didn't look he, like the pipe moved. 
Yeah, it broke the, the pipe open. And then the guy just fell over and I was like, maybe he's still alive. I don't know. Yeah, th- it's hard to tell what happened to this guy. Maybe he that scared him straight. And now, he, <laughs> you know, he's good. He's part of Can. So Julius ends up on top of a rooftop. Jason follows him. And at this point, Julius kind of realizes, okay, I'm not getting out of here. It's time to fucking take this on head on. Now, Julius being the boxer who we've been told earlier is like really good. Super. and He might go like professional yeah. because he's that good at boxing. Decides to box Jason. These are cobbles keep the like. This is it. And this part's really cool. Yeah, like, so he just punches Jason basically across the roof. He punches Jason into exhaustion. Jason, I mean, he's wearing a mask, but it, his body language is almost one of bemusement. Like, what is happening? As he According just, to Kane Hodder, he was really hitting him. Wow. He's like, go ahead, kid. Do it. Wow. That's impressive because he didn't, I mean, he wasn't flinching or making, he was just. Well, and when he, first part of it, he was. At the very end, he got like real stoic, like kind of like, ah, ha, ha, did nothing. But at first, it seems like he's actually doing Making some progress. Fair. So he's pushing him to the end. Finally, he's just so tired. He can't push anymore. Yeah, he's whiffing punches. And then Julius goes, he knows he's like now on the the defense. And he goes, take your best shot. Jason just punches his fucking head off. In a stupid, stupid, comical fashion. Oh, I head, love the that The head doesn't kill. even look it, like a real head. It man. pops off like the fucking like... <laughs> it looked like a wooden dummy head. Oh, I love that kill. The, the head flies off and it looks like a bottle cap, a bottle top flew off of like a soda can. Like, and it's like, it goes and lands in a trash can. The trash can like closes like, score. <laughs> Do you know where this scene made sense? In Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yes. That made more sense than this. Uh, It seems like that. Now, I enjoyed this scene, but like it definitely was very like, oh, we just got real goofy. You know what I would have loved? What would you have loved? Up until that point, you're right. It's a great scene. Watching him tire himself out and just like, you're like, oh, dude, you're about to get it. Yeah. If he would have been one punched his head into like just chunks like, you know what I mean? Like, that would right. be more believable or something like then that. Then the MPAA I mean? would have cut it out. Well, okay. Good point. Good point. Because <laughs> it would have been cool, like, if a volcano of blood erupted from his <laughs> neck, right? Like, a lot of cool right, things sure. could have happened. Okay, fine. I'll give it to you. Uh, uh, to Just to give you a little information on your confusion of why they're on a rooftop, back when they had giant ambitions for this film and before they saw the <laughs> budget, it was supposed to take place in Madison Square Garden. Oh, that would have been so clever. Wait, that would have been cool. Madison or on top of Madison Square Garden. Well, whatever. No, whatever in would have been dope. Imagine that's if what I'm Julie... saying. But like, in the, I guess like if they're on top of the roof or they're in. Well, that was the idea. It was going to be in Madison. Square yeah, Garden. So maybe yeah, guess... you ain't afford to film in Madison Square Garden <laughs> with a five million dollar budget. I guess they were trying to be like, oh, maybe a rooftop's like a boxing ring. Like we can make it work. I but, think they just like the idea yeah. of knocking a head off the roof. I like that the idea. Is, as it well. would have been cooler if they, he like knocked him off the roof and then he fell and splattered on the ground or something like that. Like, you know, or fell and his head got lopped off by landing on like the edge of the trash can. But having it pop off like a styrofoam like nub, it was just like, what? I'm pro head knocking scene. I'm going to die on that hill. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. So all of our heroes eventually meet up again and they find. Well, Uncle Teacher had found the cops. Yes. I was right. say, find the cops and they're like, oh, sweet, the popo. Uh, the cop's like, all right, what's going on here? For uh, all his hip language, he's calling them the popo. <laughs> <laughs> oh sweet the police uh, the po- the police forces here uh, <laughs> are you an officer of the law <laughs> uh, 
And he's like, all right, what's going on? They're like, look, a mass killer is here. He's like, all right, I'm going to call for backup. Opens his car door. There's Julius's head just sitting right in the middle of the police officer's vehicle. Well, they they say, I think like Uncle Teacher and Colleen and like they're like, it's Jason. And I'm like, how does everybody know about Jason? Well, they well, know because the deckhand. At this point, Rennie had seen him. Yeah. Oh, that too. Yeah. They'd seen them, but like no one. Sh- I mean, is the legend of Jason that big of Is it like Michael yeah. Myers and Haddonfield? Everyone just knows about well, this. I, yeah, I don't when think Rennie was a kid. She gets pushed into the water by Uncle Teacher. He's like, watch out for Jason. Yeah. Okay, he says, watch out for Jason. Yeah, that's yeah. the whole story. That- no, no, I know, because this is the part where the, in the movie where we actually had that flashback where she's like, he's like, you know, you shouldn't have come here. And she's like, wait, I remember yeah. why I'm scared. It's because you pushed me in the fucking water, you dick. Right. It's like a tall tale, right? Everybody knows about Jason the killer okay. from he, Camp Crystal Lake. Okay. I don't think they expected the cop to know, but they all... Yeah, inherited. the cop knew, and I was just like, that's weird. Uh, I don't know that he knew. I think he was just like, all right, calm down. Like, whatever you say, yeah, yeah, Jason okay so they all pile into the cop car all four of them auntie teacher uncle teacher <laughs> sean <laughs> calling charles sean and sure, Rennie. right i think if, if you've gotten through this much episode you know who uncle teacher and auntie teacher <laughs> i hope so you're really confused they all pile in after the cop is killed and renee rennie starts driving the car and she runs over real jason and then she's still in like that drug induced state where she is also seeing her weird traumatic projections. So little kid drowned Jason is also there. Yeah. So she keeps driving and passes through him and crashes into the wall and the car sets on fire. Michael Bay type explosion. Right? Yeah. Well, they, they get out and then like all the car them, is on fire. All of them get out except for auntie teacher. I don't know why she decided just to hang it <laughs> out in the car when the rest of them all piled out. The car explodes, like you said, Michael Bay fashion which goes up and they're all like, auntie teacher. No, <laughs> pretty sure that's what they said. Yeah, pretty much for pretty verbatim. Uh, right. and, and so we're also led to believe this is a New York city where an explosion of that magnitude could happen and nothing it's 89 man anything goes in new york <laughs> yeah you know about the mythical 80s of course where the parents you said earlier it's pre 9 11 cops were just cop cars were just blowing up left and right so rennie confronts her uncle about the trauma she's experienced sean's like you don't know what's best for her me and rennie are gonna go off you go fuck off by yourself <laughs> so he runs into a, an abandoned building and he's getting chased around by jason and then we see Chekhov's trash can. Yeah, he ends up in that alleyway where, like, the trash can from the beginning, Jason dunks him in head first, drowns him <laughs> in the waste <laughs> trash can. And it's not just water. It's, like, green goo. It's, it's gross. like gross. Yeah, when we say waste, we mean, like, Toxic Avenger level waste. Yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mutagen is what it looks like. I believe uh, we call it ooze. Okay, ooze. secret of my ooze. Watch out, bro. I do. This is my secret ooze. Did you say secret of my ooze? I, oh, gross. Did I, I say that? Yes, I you I, did. I don't want to know about your ooze bro <laughs> it's a problem that i'm having treated <laughs> so rennie and um sean run into the subway at this point and john you have familiarity with the subway i do you people just barrel through the subway like that at full pace and people are just like cool well i i mean i don't know the subway of 1989 but uh no you generally if you were there's generally cops in or around the general vicinity of subway stations 
you know, mostly to prevent people from turnstile jumping. But if you're just barreling through people like that, you're going to attract attention. <laughs> okay. I think based on movies from Hollywood like this and Die Hard with a Vengeance yeah. and so forth, I just assumed there was explosions daily. <laughs> in the subways. Is that not true? Uh, well, maybe in the 80s. Big explosion problem. I think they fixed it, though. Uh, okay, good to know they've cleaned that up. Yeah, definitely. But then there's the point where, like, when Kane Hodder comes through, like, he kicks open that subway glass door. That was awesome. The yes. way he, like, does the, like, he does, like, the Alex from Street Fighter 3 level, like, forward kick with his foot. It's so dope looking. He kicks that window open, just walks through like it's no thing. They end up on a subway train, and they think they've lost him. It's a, it's a fully packed subway subway train too, right? There's mm -hmm. commuters on it. It's well, busy. I wouldn't say fully packed, but it's pretty fucking busy. They're in downtown, you know, Manhattan, so. Do you know in some circumstances when you're, you've got a, a monster or a creature and when it's in the correct setting, it looks cool. But then when you try to drop it into <laughs> like a real world setting, it's cheesy as fuck. Mm -hmm. AKA like say Masters of the Universe, He-Man, mm -hmm. when it was in New York. This, I didn't feel that this at all. New no. York, dude, that was in a small town. It looked like New York. Look, it doesn't matter. That's not the point. <laughs> the point is, is that like, it works when you introduce fantastical ideas into the real world, it can come off cheesy. But I feel like Jason looked pretty cool, like muscling his way through these actual parts of New York. I agree. I think it really did work. Uh, and I also totally believe that people in, on the subway would not pay any fucking attention to this dude. They'd just be like, oh, what is happening? I'm just trying to go home right now. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> Again, me just assuming this is what happens in New York, yeah. right? This is just another day for these people. On the subway, people are exceptionally good at ignoring everything. Because uh, it's just weird shit and they just want to go home and most people are just trying to sell you candy you don't want anyway. Uh, <laughs> What? Is there a real candy sales problem on the subway? I mean, yeah. This has been a slice of New York life with John. I mean, I obviously, I haven't been there in a couple of years, but it's less so now. I mean, you really want to get into the details. No, I don't. Let's go. It's less so now because it's they strictly enforce moving between train cars, but previously, there used to be a big problem with people would just sell you candy, hawk all kinds of garbage, just moving from car to car to car to get money. Anyway, Jason chases these people through the subway. They get to the end of the subway. They're like, what the fuck do we do? now like ah got it emergency brake pull the emergency brake everyone falls in the opposite way the train was moving i noticed that <laughs> i was like did everyone fall backwards just like, how that happened <laughs> just like what would happen in real life they jump out of the train because their idea is to kill jason with the third rail wait is that their idea i thought they just jumped out and he fell on it i oh good point maybe it was an accident i because the thing is i don't think they're familiar with the third rail these people seem like they'd never been to new york before fair point so i i was if giving, it wasn't for movies i would have no idea what the third rail was i was giving them a little bit more credit than they deserve yes fair point so they jump out i guess they're lucky they don't hit the third yes. rail uh but jason does uh and, and, and he just pops up he's just like electrocute and he's just on fire it would have been hilarious if that supercharged him electricity brought him back to life he became electric electric jason like in gremlins 2 that gremlin <laughs> becomes electricity yeah it would have been so funny if now he was like uber jason um they run up and finally we're in times square um and that part was cool because i like looking at all the old ads wait did they go to times i thought they went to the sewers no no first they go to times square oh, then they go I to the sewers. i fucking can't even remember this anymore you missed the three minutes of actual new 
York, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that part at all. I remember them in the subway. I remember them in the sewer. And then I have a note that says, this movie is way too long. Yeah, it is. So they run up the stairs. They're in Times Square. They run into a business, right? When they're like, oh my God, I have a maniac trying to kill me. We need to call the police. They're like, the lady, of course, stereotypical New Yorker, like, all right, welcome to New York. Oh, there's a payphone, but it's broken. Uh, and then Jason burst through. You don't remember this at all? No. Jason burst through the, the door of this pizzeria. Uh, and the chef who previously played Jason. Oh, really? Yeah. Comes to fight him and he just gets thrown against the glass. They escape through the back exits. Keep running. Um, I don't remember any and of this. this is when they oh get. Oh, my God. Then this is where they find the open manhole to get into the sewer. Okay. If I was in New York running for my life, you know where I would never go? Down into the sewers. Absolutely. So while also while running through New York, there's a gang of punk rockers listening to their jukebox. Did you not see this either? <laughs> so the the two are two. Uh, Benny and the Jits. <laughs> so Rennie and Sean run past the, the punkers and they're just like, oh, that's interesting. And then Jason comes storming by and kicks the shit out of the boom box <laughs> and keeps walking. And they're like, oh, hey, Vato. And then like they get out their blades. Yeah. And then he just picks up his mask and they all run away. Do we see what's under his mask? No, no. he's from behind. So he lifts his mask and he scares the punk off and then he puts his mask back on and keeps chasing them. You he should be doing that for like the first couple movies and he's like, check on my face, right? boom, we're yeah. done. It's a really good scene but it is funny how he, there's no reason for Jason to kick that fucking radio. It's like not in his path. Are those the punk rockers from the montage at the beginning of the movie at night? Probably. Yeah, they only had seven actors in this <laughs> okay. movie so. So now they're in the sewer, right? They're in the fabled New York sewer. I wish you listeners could see what John's doing with his hand. He's like passionately like, <laughs> making fists like they're in the sewer <laughs> where we always hope this movie would go the sewer um, anywhere other than new york yeah right they ran out of money so now they are in nondescript hallways that were probably a soundstage um so they're in the sewer they are lost they run into a random sewer worker who's like hey, what the fuck are you doing here? They're like... Hey, didn't he say, like, you have to get out of here because eventually these tunnels flood with toxic waste every night. Yeah. And I was in like... 10 minutes. Yeah, I like, was like, that can't be real. Like, that cannot no. be what happens. In no universe does any city just flood their sewers with toxic waste. It's 9.35 p.m. It's time to flush the toxies <laughs> away. Like... Uh, well, Do you think this was a Toxic Avenger origin story that oh, was scrapped? I wish. Uh, I'd love for him to make an appearance. So stupid. Kids, come with me. <laughs> there was already an EPA in 1989. Like this, That would have made sense if this movie had taken place in like 1929. Well, it, it, it melts, not to spoil, but it melts like stuff away. The thing is, it was like, wouldn't this like eat away the sewer? Like, wouldn't everything be melted away? Like, yes. This would just destroy the under part of the city. And where is this toxic waste coming from? From, and where, and where is, is it going? Yeah. <laughs> There's the bigger question. Where are they flushing it to? Uh, New Jersey. Yes. This is the <laughs> Camp Crystal Lake, actually. <laughs> um, I hate everything about this ending. <laughs> this ending is so bad. So bad. So the sewer worker tries to get him to an exit. Of course, Jason, oh, we see him run here. He like runs and tackles this guy. Yes, he and it looks so weird when he runs. It is like weird. not like 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 bad weird. It yeah. just it's so awkward to see him run after just teleporting and walking <laughs> everywhere. Like you're like, oh, you could have been doing this the whole time. Yeah, that is really bizarre. It was very jarring. Like I said, uh, that made, that looked wrong. It just like it's just like 
a very weird character trait that we hadn't seen very often out of nowhere. <laughs> so he kills the sewer worker. Rennie hides and opens up a bucket. It looks like a, like a plastic paint bucket of toxic waste and throws it in Jason's face at this point. Yeah, I did like that part. And then we see Jason's face like get all melty. It looks like a weird toxic Avenger type. You it's know, the dumbest looking face he's had yet. Yeah, it's not great, but I like the idea of toxic weapon being his weakness. And he, well, it didn't kill him. <laughs> it just basically melts 80s. his face. Yeah. No, and he just starts like, I'm like, oh, my face. And then he doesn't say that, but like he's doing that. Ouch. This hurts. <laughs> he starts laughing underwater. <laughs> I've been um, sludged. <laughs> she grabs Sean. They find a, this is another question. If this thing's getting flooded with toxic waste, which is so bad, this grate is only maybe 10 feet above them. Right. And it's an open grate to the streets, which means toxic waste is splashing up into the streets or could flood up into it. As happens regularly, <laughs> every single day in New York. You see what Mayor Cuomo had to deal with <laughs> yeah. when he took over? Uh, so, yeah, they try to climb up this this railing, this this ladder to yeah. this grate. Sean can't push it open. Well, it's locked, which is the only realistic thing about yes. the sewers so far, <laughs> is that they do lock the entrances. And uh, Rennie's, like, trying to climb up behind them, but she's still low enough to where Jason, if he walks up to her, grabs her leg, and has basically, like, got a hold of her now. Yes. You think she's gonna he's gonna pull her down. But at this point, you start seeing the lights shake back and forth <laughs> the walls start rumbling and it is a deluge of toxic wastewater barreling to them um and it hits jason and he's now engulfed and like melting into nothing into water is and what he, it looks like and he's like oh what a world what <laughs> world so what i read like witch style yeah what i read is that originally the outcome was he was supposed to just disintegrate into nothing and the studio was like uh that's bonkers because we need to be able to make a sequel so instead what they had is mark's from what I understand, favorite ending of every any horror movie of all time. He, so dumb. He just converts back into baby Jason. Well, not baby Jason, uh, kid Jason. And he just starts crying like in the fetal position. Wait, wait, wait. That's real? Yeah. No, that's a, that's a hallucination of Rennie. I, I, no, I thought it was real. Cause that's th gotta be, that, that better be a hallucination. Because Sean can see it too. Well, the dog could see her hallucinations, so I just thought everyone could see her hallucinations. Oh, I don't know. So what's funny though is as the, as the toxic wastewater starts like bumping into him he starts throwing up water like he's had water in his lungs this oh, whole yeah. movie which i was like that's weird is that a throwback to when he was drowning and the thing is he looks really panicked like oh my god i'm gonna drown again yeah but the thing is is dude you've walked across the floor of the ocean <laughs> you should not be afraid of being underwater ever again but okay so yes there's like a naked kid laying there so he transforms from a grown-ass deformed killer to a regular boy after touching toxic waste Yes, it's why it's stupid and it doesn't make any sense. It's fucking dumb. Uh, then they exit the the sewer and they're in. They see they're back in New York. A stupid soft rock soundtrack plays uh, and the credits roll well, over Times right Square. Before that, you see something start creeping around the corner at them, and then it starts running at them, and then the camera turns and you uh, think it's oh, it's the dog. I did. The forget. dog lives, and they're like oh, Toby, and I was like, my name's Kunta Kinte. Yeah, um, but so, where the hell has that dog been the whole time? That dog was smart that dog was out on fucking like he was gone he was watching a knicks game at <laughs> madison square garden he was gone for so long i forgot there was a dog in the movie I he's like, hanging oh, out yeah. with spike lee at a knicks game they're doing their thing you would not believe the day i had <laughs> <laughs> we have had a doozy of a day yeah <laughs> Hey 
the dog shows up and then they like, where do you want to go? And it's like, anywhere we want. Like, they're going to like, but the thing is like, you have no job, you have no money, you have no prospects. You are in New York, arguably one of the most expensive places to try to fucking live. And it's like, what are you going to do? The only correct answer is to a police station to figure out what do we do with the fact that a boat just sank, all of our friends are dead, my legal guardian was murdered. Like, they have a lot... Colleen's in a burned cop car. Yeah, they have a lot of logistical things they need to work out right now. Also, they just left that kid in the sewer. Yes, they did. (laughs) There's a Well, it is a murderous villain who's come back to life multiple times. Fair. Well, that's... Okay, that's a great point. Let's say you're being chased by a giant monster. It gets splashed by some Kool-Aid or something, I don't know, and then turns into a baby. Are you guys still running away? Or are you going to be like, what's up with this baby? Oh, no. I'm running the fuck away. <laughs> You're going to leave that baby for dead? Oh, yeah. Okay. Get out of here, baby. That's fair. <laughs> You're dead, baby. So, John, now that we've discussed and, mm-hmm. and really laid its problems bare at its yeah. feet. Oh, yeah. Is this still your favorite? <laughs> it was never my favorite. <laughs> All the logistical issues of this movie. You're still on board with it. Yes, I think it, I do believe it's so bad. It's so bad. It's good. I had fun watching it. Uh, I was never really bored. I was confused sometimes or thinking this is insanity. You had me until you said I was like, I can agree with everything he's saying until you said I was never bored because I got bored many points in this movie. Uh, I, was I wish bored. it was like 15 minutes shorter. Yeah, I mean, that would have been fine. It was the longest running Jason movie. Is it really? It was yeah. like an hour and 40 something minutes. Yeah, they like could that. cut 15 minutes. I'd be all right with that. Honestly, if they cut 15 minutes, I would really enjoy this movie. And if they cut the fucking hallucination shit out because that confused me so much. It's like in Halloween 6 where I was just like, wait, is the Druid story important right now? Like, there's so much from these movies where I'm like, if you just cut, if you're going to like fuck with a plot line so bad that it doesn't make sense anymore, just cut it completely. After you've told me that this was originally supposed to star the character from movie seven with all the psychic abilities, like I really think removing her and keeping all of this like trauma, mental projection shit was a mistake. I agree. Oh, for sure. They should have re like written the script if they were going to fire the you know the character where that all made sense for but i don't know i don't i'm never gonna say it's a good movie but i will say it's a fun movie do i recommend this movie no i don't think so i don't think i do there's too many other good choices to choose from you can go with uh part six you can go with part seven you can go with two you can go with three honestly three is one of my favorites so i mean there's like so many better options you could go no, I wouldn't say Jason X, but I'm just saying, you know. I like, would. <laughs> I mean, yes, this is the second worst Jason movie, so watch all the other ones. Which one do you think is worst again? Uh, nine. Nine. Jason, Jason goes, goes to hell. To hell. Uh, see, I need to watch that now. Uh, but uh, if you're like, hmm, you know, I'm sort of sick of watching the other ones. I, this one's fine. It's fine is what I would say. Okay. There should have been more Manhattan. There should have been more of that. There should be less boat. Yeah. There's way too much boat. Why didn't they go they someplace else they could have afforded? Yeah. Afforded. Why couldn't they go someplace else they could afford? You know, like New York. It's the big America idea, right? Yeah. I don't think city that never sleeps. You mean the big apple? Yeah. Oh, Jason takes LA like, mm, all right. That sounds like a, like a parody of Jason takes Manhattan, you know, like if you really want to make Jason goes to Manhattan, a thing, make it a cultural tour de force where you basically like have him like run past a room where crocodile Dundee is you know, like, <laughs> or like he passes Spike Lee going like, this shit's getting too crazy. You know, like, like actually put some legit New York flavor into it or have him join the Harlem Globetrotters. 
the things you could do if only they had the money, right? It's if the, only. the biggest fault is it just get didn't rid have of that boat and just go to New York. Like honestly, if you spend thirty minutes in New York, I would have enjoyed that more than I would have enjoyed forty five minutes on a boat. But you know, what there can you have do? it. <laughs> Great Scooby Doo episode. Well, what did you guys think about Jason rides a boat? Let us know what you think. <laughs> On our Instagram, our social medias, our Twitters, our Facebooks. And uh, you can find more of our stuff at gravetalk.com. Anything else on this one before we wrap up? Watch it. No, don't watch it. Jason, 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 (laughs) Jason. All right. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. 